At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Good Thursday to everyone. And it starts out with an interesting matchup tonight Thursday night football. Cleveland Browns are hosting the Denver Broncos, both teams sitting at three and three. Amal, this number opened three, it's down to one in some spots, one and a half in others. Total dropping as well, down around 41. We know no Baker Mayfield, no Chubb. It's going to be Case Keenum tonight for the Browns. Also, no Kareem Hunt. I mean, you talk about taking out the backfield for the Cleveland Browns. On the offensive line, Conklin banged up. Uh, Wills also banged up as well. So some concerns from that perspective. Now Jarvis Landry is going to be back in the lineup. Teddy Two Gloves for Denver is questionable in this one. I expect him to play. However, with that being said, I'm surprised we're seeing such movement on this game simply because I think it's tough to back either side especially Denver at this number. You really want to take Denver going on the road, having lost three in a row. This offense has been non-existent since week number four. Uh, we'll see if they can get on track on against the Browns defense also that's dealing with some injuries as well. Let me ask you this. If, if the running backs weren't out and it was just a straight change uh, to Locke, or not to Locke, excuse me, to Keenum, how much is that worth in the line? I think probably a couple of points. I think the Browns it, don't have as much of a drop off as you do. You don't think yeah. you don't think there's a difference between Baker and Case Keenum? I don't think there's two points difference. Now I I know the backfield's decimated, but look, the last time I checked, Case Keenum was leading the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game and marching right down the field on the opening drive to take a seven nothing lead. Not his fault. He didn't play defense. In fact, the Vikings put forty up, or the uh, Philly. Philadelphia Eagles put forty up in that game. Yeah, you're also right. He didn't play defense. That was part of the reason why they were there. Uh, because of that defense during that season, and Thielen and Diggs had a large part of it. Um, but to me, when you look at it, if based on your assertion, if Case Keenum was available in the draft, which he was one time drafted, I think fifth round, Baker Mayfield went Out first the overall. University of Houston. Yeah, Give me the Kevin Sumlin quarterback tonight. I'll lay one point here. Give me Kevin Sumlin as a head coach so we can bet the other side. Yeah, that guy in destroyed the in the destroyed the University of Arizona program in the Rose single handedly. Congratulations to him. So you're going to pass tonight. Is I don't it, want to play it, this game. Not with these guys. We're is it feasible on the Denver side of it to go through the seven? Or, or you just have no confidence in either side right now? Well, I, I don't, but I, don't, I want to ask you, do you have confidence in the Denver offense? What have you seen no, out of them I, that I, makes I, you think they're going to be able to score 17 I, points? They, they beat three NAIA teams to start the year, and now they're, <laughs> now they're three and three, including two home losses. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. And this defense, they're missing all four starting linebackers from week one. I mean, so it, 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 I like the coaching matchup. I like Stefanski over Fangio, actually. You do. I, I'm, Don't you? No, you? I do. I'd be a yeah, facetious. I, mean, I would yeah. thought your guy, Vic 
Fangio yeah. was going to oh, get a little Lombardi's bit more love. Guy. That's Lombardi's guy, Vic Fangio. Yeah, what is with his affinity for Fangio? He, he likes him a lot. If you go back and track it, I bet you he's picked Denver and those three picks on the uh, Odds on Lombardi website and go back through the years he's tracked. He's picked Denver more than any other team. All right. On Thursdays, we reveal my top five power-rated teams. Big shakeup this week, Amal. I bet. Big, big, big shakeup. Two new teams, two dropped out. Um, let's just briefly remember last week, it was Bills 1, Browns 2, Bucks 3, Rams 4, Chargers 5. All right, starting out at number 5, a new entry. First time on the list, the Baltimore Ravens. 5-1, first in the AFC North. Amal, I give Arizona credit for their win uh, at SoFi against the Rams. But the Ravens' performance, the Ravens' performance against the Chargers last week in Baltimore may have been the most impressive on both sides of the ball from any one team this year. Agree or disagree? Uh, I don't completely agree. I, I thought part of it was the Chargers just didn't play well. Give, give Baltimore a ton of credit. But to me, going on the road against a team that I think they went into that game, the Cardinals did against the Rams, believing they could win, I think the Ravens went into that matchup against the Chargers knowing they could dominate. Well, you knew because that was your pick of the week. I thought the line was completely yeah. wrong. I did two, two and a half. I, I don't know. Some people were telling me pick. I said, okay. Yeah, that, that was brilliant. I think and, you probably had the Ravens in your top five when I haven't uh, in previous weeks. Is that correct? Or yeah, not? absolutely. Yeah. Look, I told you all along. Look, here's the thing. There are certain athletes, Lamar Jackson being one of them, Michael Vick, another one, Randy Moss, another one, Deion Sanders. They're guys that even at the NFL level, they're just better than everybody else from an athletic standpoint, impossible to slow down or stop. If Lamar's not effective throwing the football, he can still beat you with his legs. He's been able to do that throughout the course of his career. He has been tremendous. But what I've noticed this year, what he does a tremendous job of, the pocket starts to collapse. He starts to roll out maybe to the right, because obviously being a right-handed passer, it's easier to that side. And it looks like he's going to take off. And then the linebackers pinch up, and then he just drops the ball in right over them. And he's been doing that at just an alarming rate. He's been tremendous. I think this team's going to be tough. Their defense obviously is not as good as in years past. But when you look at the fact that you've got the injuries on offense, with the running game, offensive line's been uh, changed this year for a little bit for them, not as effective. Got to give him a ton of credit, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, in terms of what they've been able to do. And then you've got the greatest kicker, in my, in my opinion, of all time, with Justin Tucker. It puts so much pressure on an opponent's defense. Four and three remain the same as they were last week. Rams four, Buccaneers three. I know you disagree because the Rams beat the Buccaneers heads up. I argue they didn't have Antonio Brown in that game in SoFi. Bucks win on the road on Thursday night in Philadelphia. Rams win... Uh, on the road Sunday and dominating the Giants at MetLife. No, I don't have a problem with this. Mm -hmm. I just wish you had told me sooner you were a voter in the AP poll. I would have had you adjust some of your rankings. I mean, look, I, I don't understand. If you're not going to give credence to head-to-head -to -head victories, what are we playing the games for? Why don't we just subjectively just make a list and say, you know what? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in the NFL. We're not going to play the game, but go ahead. Now, at number two, there's a change. I finally dropped the Cleveland Browns out. I had him at one. I dropped him at him two. two. No, no, no. How could I stay at two after that? The Buffalo Bills drop a spot after their loss on Monday night in Tennessee. Down to number two. I don't, you know, I don't downgrade Buffalo that much off that loss. I would have liked to see the defense play a little bit better. I think, you know, you've got to stop Derrick Henry. You, you can't let him beat you if you're playing against the Tennessee Titans. I think you agree. You make Tannehill beat you. I would agree with you, but when you look at what they have on the outside now, granted, it's not the same in terms of the core uh, with Brown and Julio Jones banged up, but I still think when you look at Derrick Henry, what he's been able to do over the last three years, who has really slowed him down? Nobody, and he gets better as the game progresses. The reality of it is Buffalo, you'd still have him number one if, if uh, Bill Burr, better known as Sean McDermott, decided to kick the field goal. They go to overtime. I can tell you right now, they go to overtime, Tennessee's not seen that football again. There was a better chance, in my opinion, of Buffalo getting a stop defensively than Tennessee was preventing Buffalo from getting in the end zone. The, also, the thing that I had concerns with over Monday night for Buffalo, they weren't very efficient in the red zone. Too many yeah. field goals. I, I agree with you there, and that, mm -hmm. and that was one of my other reasons why I thought you should kick the field goal in this game was you were failing in the red zone, so why put that much pressure on yourself with the game hinging on it? And here's the other thing. You read about the, I think the three-yard line. It wasn't the two, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the three. So even if you get the first down, and you're you still in a scramble. And you only had one timeout left. Yeah, so you right. kind of so if you run the ball there and you don't get a touchdown now, you've got to use the timeout. Exactly. And then, you, and then if you're going to run, it can only be on the last play of the game. You've got to throw the ball the rest of the Absolutely. Time. So you kind of let the defense know what they're doing in that situation. So I think it takes away from their strategy in that particular spot. 
The other thing is, though, and this is one thing I think it gets very much overlooked in the NFL, that the overtime is 10 minutes. Generally speaking, you're looking at three, maximum four possessions, but not likely. Generally, two to three possessions. And a tie, even though you'd obviously rather have a win, a tie is beneficial when you get down to it at the end because you don't have that loss uh, when you're going to the playoff tiebreaker scenario. That's a huge edge. And then number one, and with a bullet, since they weren't in the top five last week, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, impressed with their victory. They scored every time they touched the ball in the first half of that game. This is now two weeks in a row, great defensive efforts. I mean, 10 points to San Francisco team, obviously that has a running back at quarterback. But to hold Cleveland in Cleveland uh, under two touchdowns, I- I'm impressed. They've answered all the, ball, the, the bells here this year. They're my new number one of all. I got no problem with that. I think it's a good play uh, in terms of where you look at this team. They're, they're, I didn't think they were this good, but give them all the credit in the world. They were dominant in that game in Cleveland. I mean, they gave up a Hail Mary. I think it was 23-7 before that play, just before halftime. Uh, so this team has really done a lot of different things, and they have really challenged the opponents and put a lot of pressure on them because we know their offense can score, but the defense has really answered the bell. You know, from a betting perspective now in terms of Super Bowl odds, uh, the only team that's in the top five, and they're actually the third choice, but not in my top five, is the Kansas City Chiefs at seven to one. The Bills are plus five fifty, uh, Bucks plus six dollars, Rams plus eight fifty, Ravens ten to one, Cardinals eleven to one. I don't even have the Chiefs in my top eight right now. I would I would put the I would I would put um, the Packers ahead of them right Cowboys. now. I'd put the Cowboys ahead of them right now, and I'd still put the Chargers ahead of them right now. Well, every team you reference right now, those are all seven teams with better records, including the Chargers, eight mm-hmm. teams with yep. better records than the Kansas City Chiefs. The one that surprises me right now when you look at this thing is the Ravens at 10-1. to 1. Mike, there's a strong possibility this team could wind up with home field advantage, and I have a feeling based on their past playoff failures, this team would succeed this year. I like their chances a lot. I think the Ravens at 10-1 to 1 look pretty good. The reality of it is if Lamar Jackson's not injured, I think this team is very tough to stop. There really isn't a true answer. I know in the postseason we've seen some teams have success against him. I think that changes this year. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be a very dangerous out. Cardinals still 11-1. Packers at 12-1. With the experience of having Aaron Rodgers now, you have some concerns about the defense. They did sign uh, uh, Whitney Merciless, who was released by the Houston Texans. I don't know what that really means for them. But I think this team is uh, still a very, very dangerous team based on where they're at. Quickly, Amal, what's the worst division in pro football. Is it the NFC East, AFC East, or AFC South? NFC East, because I think Buffalo is better than Dallas, and then the rest of it is just absolutely just a mixture of uh, nothing good. That's how far, What's the gap between Buffalo and Dallas? You know, I think, da- I think Buffalo is one of the top two or three teams in football, and I think that's universal. I think a lot of questions with Dallas remain to be seen in terms of the schedule and how they perform against upper echelon opponents. I would also agree that the Patriots are better than any of the other teams in the Absolutely. I would, I would make that argument. The NBA season might have tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Amal, have you dabbled in the NBA the first two nights yet? I have not. I was just looking at the Bulls game second half last night. They did come back and win. They were down four at Detroit on the road. Knicks rally to beat the Celtics as well. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and a mall's personal favorite, citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strings, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine, Amal, is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Let's talk about something we both love, especially this time of year in the playoffs. That's Major League Baseball. Did you get clearance? I, I, I got clearance. We can do the first third of the segment. Now, Dodgers yesterday, what's going on with this Dodgers team? Has Could Davey Roberts possibly have mangled this playoffs any worse than he has? Well, I'm not going to put it on him because we know a lot of these decisions don't come from him. They come from the but, front but office. Then what happened last night? You texted me. You said, is the phone from the front office to the dugout broken? What's I, Urias I, still I, doing? I said, but I told you before the game, yeah. I, I told you I didn't like them starting Urias. He, they brought him in in game number two in the eighth inning. I said, this is going to be a problem. They got to him early. This thing was done and dusted quickly. Dodgers never really had a chance. You know, if we take a look back, and it's not over, but the lesson of the 2021 Major League Baseball playoffs is what Josh Towers has been telling us ever since he came to VEASAN. You just don't flop people in roles, starter to reliever, reliever to starter. There's a different series of prep to get ready. He didn't have to hit for Kenley Jensen in the ninth, top of the ninth inning in San Francisco. Correct. Jensen only threw 11 pitches. Screwed up Smoltz for the start in game number two. Sore arm, short, now he needs extra rest. You just mentioned it. He screwed up two games in this series, two and four, by using Urias in game number two in the eighth inning. And then... What about Evoldi trying to come in in the ninth? That was a disaster as well for the Red Sox. Absolutely. You know, I was mad at myself for not taking Atlanta yesterday. I just was a little bit concerned about the Dodgers' momentum. But I, I, I was pretty steadfast in my position that I didn't think Urias was going to be that effective. But I thought the Dodgers' offense would actually show up. But who knew Drew Smiley, the crafty lefty, would get 10 outs against this team, go three into third innings, and they really did a nice job, the Atlanta bullpen. They were hitting all those lollipops from a left-hander right to left field. They just all were hitting him right to left. They couldn't They couldn't find the holes. Smiley did a great job. He was the key to Atlanta in that game. He, he was. And can Trey Turner get a hit when it actually no. matters? No. I'm just curious. I mean, you can put up all the numbers you want in the, in the regular he, season. He's a little bit of an enigma, though, too, because Trey Turner, how do you lead the league in hits but most double plays ever? He's been in the top well, especially five. Especially with his speed. Top five. Yeah, top five in do- ground ball double plays the last five years. I mean, that had the most infield he, hits this year. Yeah. Well, he hits it hard on the ground, I guess. That's what you can say about him, right? That's why it happens. I have a big play on tonight's game. Um, I think have? the wrong team's favored. I got the Braves early this morning, plus 130. Freed, Freed, who pitched great in Milwaukee, was decent in Atlanta, goes against the Dodgers' bullpen game. We don't know who's starting. 
I guess for the Dodgers, thank God it's not Gonsolin. He, all he did was screw everybody's endgame unders last night in the ninth inning. All right, it's not Gonsolin, but what are they going to turn to? A misused and overused Dodgers bullpen against Atlanta's second best. There might be their best playoff starter so far in Freed. I've made the Atlanta 112, 113, 114 today. I think it's wrong, and you have to bet it based on value. And I'm not taking first five. I'm taking full game. By the way, uh, I have to go back and look, but I could be mistaken on this. Are we going to only wind up potentially if the Dodgers lose this game with four innings pitched by Max Scherzer in this LCS? That's absolutely correct. Think about that for a minute. You'll have played 45 innings, and Max Scherzer's pitched four innings? What a great point. Let's turn to the American League now, where Framber Valdez gave a great performance. So few pitches. I mean, Dusty Baker didn't have anybody warming up into the eighth inning, right? Uh, I, you, you, you sent me a text on that, too. I said Dusty decided to go <laughs> anti-Russ Ortiz. Oh. People still in San Francisco yeah. are irate about that sixth inning, uh, six-nothing game in game six against the Angels. They should have won and won the World Series, but Valdez was outstanding. I did question a little bit him bringing back in the eighth inning, not because, uh, you know, the score or anything like that or his, in terms of pitching. Just he had a 31-minute break in there yeah. because that inning lasted forever. And you're on a day break in this series, so you give your if you do use your bullpen 8-9, even if you use three guys, you got that day off in between. But very good for them. They continue to score runs. I got extremely lucky in this game, Amal. I, I had over 9.5. I said bet every game over, if you know, and, and it's gotten there, but my hijinks in the late innings. You know, I took the first five under 3.5 after two innings when Valdez looked good, and I ended up getting there both ways. I was just trying to get off a bet. I never thought it would cash. Uh, the over nine and a half. Yeah, but by the way, we've got to do something in Boston about these human rain delay pitchers that they have. Mm. I mean, this is unbelievable. Maybe it wasn't all the Yankees' fault. No, <laughs> so really, yeah, out. exactly. All these years, it wasn't. Is is now with the series three two and going back to Houston is plus three eighty enough on the Red Sox in this spot? I don't think so. I just think when you look at the pitching, I think it should probably north of four dollars because they got to win two games on the road. The pitching really has not been that strong, especially in the back end of that bullpen. I mean, you look at the last couple of games, they have absolutely imploded in those 7th, 8th, and ninth innings, uh, uh, really killing their chances in these matchups. They can't get it done when they need to. It puts too much pressure on this offense. Final baseball question here. If somehow the Dodgers win today and send it back to Atlanta, they have Scherzer, Bueller for 6 and 7. What do you make the price of the series? I would make the Braves uh, probably about 250 to 275. I don't know. I think it's less than two dollars with with Scherzer and and Bueller going. I'd make it like one ninety something like that. I think you're a little heavy, but but, but I could be wrong. I hope we don't find out because I hope well, I listen, cash the, my ticket. The, on the, free. the odds makers are with you because yeah. after the Braves were up two zero, uh, you could get you the line one sixty. Right? Yeah, one sixty. So to me, they're they're not believers in the Braves. I think it's just tough to win two games on the road to close out an LCS. It's different last year. Remember, it was in Texas. We talk a lot about hedging. Mm-hmm. You've got minus 160 with the Braves. You can get plus 360 with the Dodgers right now. You get your layout back with a Dodgers bet, or do you let this game go? I uh, know it's not a bad play because we saw it happen last year. I think yeah. it was totally tremendous. Three to one. It was yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you're getting three and a half to one. Although it was, yeah. a, as you said, a neutral yeah, side. The, to me, if you sit there and say you shouldn't hedge, either you're an idiot or you don't bet. I don't know which one it is. So you can classify whichever way you want, but the bottom line is the objective is to make a profit. And you know the old adage, you never go broke taking a profit. We're not here to try and prove we're smarter than Matt Metcalf. We're just here trying to make money. That's it. Why? If I said to you, let's just say for simple math, you bet 160 to win 100. I say to you, all you got to do is lay thirty dollars, uh, or excuse me, uh, forty-five dollars on the Dodgers, fifty bucks, and you're going to still make a profit of fifty dollars. So you have zero to win fifty. Would you not do it every day of the week? Everyone's like, where do I sign up for this? Yeah. You take that every day of your life. I do. That's my philosophy. Okay, there's four college football games today that I want to touch on them all. Let's start it in the game uh, involving UNLV right here against San Jose State. San Jose State, I thought, was a, um, a tough defeat at the hands of San Diego State in San Jose um, last Friday night. The game went to overtime 6-6. Six to six. I thought they had more opportunities than, than San Diego State actually did in the second half to win this game. Um, it's here in Allegiant Stadium. You thought the number was wild, that it should have been a touchdown when the game was 5 it's down to four and a half. Does this inspire a playoff for you on San Jose State? Total 44. Uh, you know, I would look at the Spartans here. This team, uh, Nick Nash going to be under center probably. Stark was still injured there for San Jose State. But this defense was very good against the Aztecs last Friday night. UNLV, they really haven't stopped too many people. They did a decent job against Utah State. They've been competitive. Like in the game against Fresno State, they were extremely competitive. I just don't know if this team is good enough and be able to put a game together for 60 minutes to finally get off the schneid. Is, is Arroyo just cursed here? Is he going to win a game? I what? mean, this is year two. We haven't seen a win yet. 
Uh, you're, you're absolutely right about that. So uh, somebody asked me if I wanted to go to the game, and I started looking at prices. I got to tell you, they are expensive for UNLV football. The least in the upper deck end zone was like thirty-three dollars, mm-hmm. and then it was like fifty. And I'm like, "This is UNLV, right? This is Scarlet and Gray, not Ohio State. This is Scarlet and Gray, UNLV. Where do you get the nerve to charge that kind of money for a program that doesn't even put a winning product out?" It's about the stadium experience. SMU <laughs> still undefeated. They are going to host Tulane tonight. This is a two-touchdown spread. Uh, some places you can find thirteen and a half if you like the uh, the favorite here. Tulane one and five straight up. SMU six and zero oh straight up. Four and two against the spread. Total seventy and a half down to sixty nine and a half. Yeah, I think the ponies are going to roll in this mm-hmm. game. I didn't end up playing it. I thought the number was a little bit high, but looking at a couple other factors, when you look at this defense for the Green Wave, they've been horrendous. Yeah. They lost a lot of talent from last year's team. Uh, Pratt's been good for them offensively, and we know the ponies can give up some points. But I, I think overall SMU. Uh, should be able to flourish in this one offensively. I'm all your Sunbelt wizard, notwithstanding Coastal Carolina <laughs> last night. Louisiana <laughs> is taking on Arkansas State. The road team favored by 18 with a total of 69 and a half. Louisiana 6 and 1, excuse me, 5 and 1. Their only loss was that week 1 defeat in Austin. Yeah, this Red Wolves team is really struggling. They got boat raced by Coastal Carolina uh, on the 7th of October. Uh, this is not a game I'm going to get involved in laying 18 points on the road here. But the way Arkansas State has played, Mike, you can't take the home team either. Normally speaking, you'd say, hey, Thursday night game, take a home team getting this many points. Uh, they could be in trouble here. Any interest in a total of 70? Uh, no, thank you. And then the other game tonight is FAU at Charlotte. We'll get into this more in the final segment we, when we go through our plays because you're going to give us one on this game. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup here. We'll get. I know you said we're going to break it down a little bit mm-hmm. more, but uh, some of these games sometimes I think there's some opportunities. You mentioned this uh, game last night with Coastal. I thought they really missed an opportunity when they get called for pass interference on fourth and five and the receiver runs a zero-yard route and you get called for P.I. That was the turning point in the game, actually. Yeah, absolutely. All right, when we come back, college football, trap or treat? This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million dollar top prize. That's VSIN.com. It's forward slash SBNC. Welcome back into Odds On. Those dulcet tones you just heard belong to Mr. Amal Shaw, and I am Mike Palm. It's Halloween month, Amal. Let's play college football trap or treat, and we're going to start out in the Big Ten. Northwestern goes to the big house. Northwestern coming off a Big Ten win. I didn't think I'd be saying that this year, but coming off a Big Ten win, they beat Rutgers at home uh, on Saturday. They face undefeated Michigan. Michigan has a little game next week. Uh, in East Lansing. Oh, by the way, I'm very offended. I just found out that Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt are doing the Michigan-Michigan State game instead of the Penn State-Ohio State game. Well, that must mean it's at 9 a.m. then, huh? It is. Right? Yes, yes, correct. got to be the early game then yep. in, in East Lansing. Anyhow, back to this game. The Wolverines are laying 23-and-a-half with a total of 51 a mall. Would you lay the 23-and-a-half, or would you be more likely to, to look for a prop bet like a Northwestern team total under? Well, just simple math right here would tell you Northwestern's team total is looking at about 14, 14 and a half, right? With this spread of 23 and a half. Uh, I, it yeah, might 14. be even, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think they're going to be challenged to score the football. I watched that game against Rutgers. Ooh. Now, the better question you have to ask yourself, and I'm asking myself this, is why watch that game? Can't get that time in my life back. It well, was, was on brutal. the Big Ten Network. So if you're in a sports book, it's going to be in your face, right? I wasn't. I was actually at home. Oh, okay. So I don't have then an excuse. No no yeah, reason. absolutely. Uh, but I, I tell you what, I couldn't believe how poor this Northwestern offensive team was. I think they're going to really struggle against Michigan here. You know, it's a big number. I think Michigan covers it. I, I really think this is a Michigan 45-10 type of game. Northwestern either needs a short field or like three defensive pass interferences on a drive. They just don't generate any offense. Yeah, but even the three PIs only get you 45 yards. I was playing some in-game, I was playing some in-game totals in the Rutgers game. I feared Rutgers more because they would take shots over the top. Yeah. Northwestern just run the ball into the line and throw six-yard button hooks. By the way, the Big Ten needs to set out a mandate at uh, Welsh Ryan. The grass has to be at least less than six inches. It's close. 
Welsh Ryan and, and Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, yes, are, I think they compete exactly, for yes. the longest grass in college football. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, stay in the Big Ten, your school, Ohio State, goes to Bloomington to take on Indiana. Another big spread here, three touchdowns. Lay in 21, total of 60.5. Indiana, ranked 17th or 18th preseason, has been a disappointment to some, has done as expected to others who are trying to fade him this year. On deck for Ohio State, as you mentioned, big game with Penn State. Is this a look-ahead spot, or do you lay the 21? Uh, I'm not going to lay 21 here, even though I think the Buckeyes roll. I think that's too many points to lay on the road. Remember a couple of years ago when Ohio State went to Indiana, uh, they beat them, I think, like 50 to 10 or something mm. like that. Last year, tighter game. But uh, I think the Buckeyes' defense has improved slightly since that point in time. I just don't think IU can slow down this Buckeyes' offense enough. I will tell you this, at 21, you can get the Buckeyes probably at 10.5 or 11, first half, maybe 11, 11.5. I think the Buckeyes put up 28 in the first half. I don't see the Hoosiers getting to 17 points in the first half. Of Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State, who's the biggest threat to Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, East? Sean Clifford, healthy Penn State. No Sean Clifford. Michigan? Yes. Even though the running game of Michigan State. The running game Michigan is there, has a better defense than Michigan State? I, I absolutely yeah. believe that, and I don't know if Peyton Thorne can make the plays when the game's on the line when you're facing elite-level athletes compared to what they've faced thus far. I mean, no team has gotten more mileage out of playing nobody ever than Michigan State, the rise that they've had. What do they mean? They went down to the pro player, Joe Robbie, Orange, whatever you call that stadium down there, in a hot and humid day, and they beat Manny Diaz in the Hurricanes. Yeah, you're right about that. Appalachian State also came within about 50 yards of doing the same, and we've seen many other teams do that. Um, ECU goes to Houston this week. ECU is 3-3. Three and three. Houston, big game next week against SMU. 13 and a half the line here. I'm all with a total of 58. Is this a spot to take the road dog with a possible look-ahead spot for Houston? It could be, and I think East Carolina, they can score some points. That's the one thing when you look at them, they might be able to challenge this team now at a competitive game against UCF, which concerns you a little bit if their offense is getting slowed down by UCF's defense. Uh, I think Tune and Company should be able to really just flourish offensively. I don't have any interest in this, Mike. I have not bet an American Conference game this year, I don't think. Maybe I bet one or two. No Navy games, no Houston games. No. Navy I took an in-play on. Cincinnati, nothing. Not touched. I, haven't t- I haven't touched the Cincinnati game. I played them against Indiana. I think that's the only time I played. Yeah, I played you got the win on that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, which was, was probably their worst game of the year, and they were lucky. They got a pass interference penalty in the second quarter that got them back into that game. Back to the uh, Big Ten. Illinois goes to a Happy Valley take on Penn State. Penn State going to Columbus next week. This is I, another huge number. Go ahead. I had a loser on Tulsa last week. That was that oh, okay. was against Florida, South Florida. Sorry, go ahead. 24. Now down to 23. The Nittany Lions are laying total 45 and a half. Another impl- implied total here for uh, Illinois of uh, what? 11? 10 and a half, 11, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I, I think you look at this total under. I don't think the Illini are going to get to 14, 17 points, and Penn State's offense could be stagnant at times. Uh, I think, look, they're a run first, run second, and run third team. And so I, I would expect them to try and play ball control. That's the only chance they have to be competitive in this matchup. It's a little bit of a big number. You know, these are the numbers you would see in the 90s with Penn State in the 2000s because they had better offenses. Dotson, to me, reminds me of some of the players they've had in the past. Deshaun Hamilton, uh, some of the guys that were athletes on the outside. They just don't have that running game uh, to go with it. That's the problem when you look at this Penn State team. When you, I think back to Penn State over the over the years, over the decades, they've always had great running games. This running game is not as good. Quarterback play, not as solid. I have a little bit of concern laying this number with Penn State here. That doesn't mean I'm going to jump on the Illini bandwagon, but still, to me, just too many points to be laying. Does this game have more intrigue or interest to you because it features two former SEC head coaches? <laughs> that's the first thing I think of when I think of former SEC head coaches I think Vandy and I think Arkansas Razorbacks now I mean great cities Fayetteville and of course Nashville but no let's jump ahead to New Mexico at Wyoming Wyoming started off 4-0 although they trailed in three of those four games in the fourth quarter they've lost their last two to Fresno and Air Force really held down on the offensive side of the football by those two defenses New Mexico is a bad team Wyoming's laying 20 I'm more interested in the total here 41 yeah, I think New Mexico is going to struggle to really score the football in this one. They've, as you alluded to, they've lost five in a row, but the bigger concern is the offense. Remember, the two wins that they have so far against Houston Baptist and New Mexico State. So not exactly two teams you're going to really look at. Their last three games, they've combined to score 24 points. I don't know if they can score 10 points in this game. Uh, I do believe Wyoming covers this game at 20. You do? Yes. Okay. I think this is going to be really low scoring. I think you, this game might be like 24-6. 
That, that's uh, fair. I that's mean, why I, I won't play the game. I just think it's hard to play under 41. You it know, really you know is. That. It's really, I mean, really college is. football, you, know, you got a third and eight. Yeah. All of a sudden, a guy peels off a 75-yard yeah. run. You're in trouble. Okay, SEC. South Carolina offered the, off their uh, last-second victory against Vanderbilt at home in, in, in Columbia. They traveled to, co- uh, to College Station to take on Jimbo Fisher, who made a nice press conference this week, how he loves it there, loves that he's going to work out his contract. He said, I will work to the end of my contract. Because I love well, it so much. There's here a reason for it. You, you want to know why? Because nobody else is stupid enough to give them that type of money. They are favored here in this game of mall by 20 over South Carolina with a total of 45. Next week, they get Auburn. Yeah, I think the Aggies should be able to name their score in this one. I think the defense really should dominate in this match. They did a great job when they went to Como and got on uh, South, excuse me, Missouri early on. They really stifled them, didn't give them a chance in that game. And I think we'll see something similar here at College Station. You know, that one extra loss that this team has had, whether it be against Arkansas and uh, I forgot Mississippi State at home, if you're A&M, you're really kicking yourself because you knock off Bama. You had them at home this year. Great opportunity. Didn't have tremendous quarterback play, but you still find a way in that game and you put up 41. And you and I were talking off air that if you're going to beat Bama, you're going to have to score points. And they did it. And I think in this matchup, they should be able to score points. Defense should dominate. I don't like this game, Cox team. Mississippi State game is a bad loss at home. Arkansas, they got it the wrong time of the year. Yes. When Arkansas was rolling and had confidence. Absolutely. You could see after two beatdowns, Arkansas last week, um, at least in terms of giving up points, Arkansas last week against Auburn, uh, you know, their confidence level is not there. If they played Auburn three weeks earlier, yeah. they may win that football game. Correct. It's the same thing Absolutely. now. If Texas Absolutely. A&M played them right now, you'd lay the seven or eight with Texas I, I think that's why sometimes you see a lot of times when people talk about rankings, they make that uh, distinction that, hey, this team was ranked when they played them. I think it's very important. You see so many teams kind of just fold the tent when things go awry. UTSA, ranked 24th. <laughs> the Roadrunners. Still undefeated. Own a victory over Illinois are going to Ruston to take on a Louisiana Tech. Roadrunners, six-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 60. UTEP is next on the schedule for UTSA. Hey, you know, if it was UTEP, we'd have to take the points. It's you, you take, take them. them points, absolutely. Uh, when you look at this matchup here, Louisiana Tech's probably better than their 2-4 and four record. They had a game in Mississippi State that probably should have won in Stark Vegas. They had a game against SMU where the ponies hit a Hail Mary here. <laughs> Love the running game for the Roadrunners. Tremendous running game. Uh, it was uh, Sonoris Macker, Sincere, uh, Sincere uh, McCormick, excuse me. Tremendous job at the tailback position for this team. Mike, I would look to take the six and a half here. They've not had a good season, but it seems like teams struggle when they go into the boot. Uh, I think Rustin and Louisiana Tech here, I think they'll play competitive. I think the Roadrunners come out with the win, but I think La Tech keeps it within the number. How about the total here? 60. Uh, I would look towards the over. The problem is with Louisiana Tech, they don't play with the tempo that's going to get you there. UTSA can score some points. It could be a, uh, They could put up some points. Okay, when we come back, we'll recap yesterday's results. We'll have them all in in the playbook and look at NFL teasers this weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now Denver. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. You think we'll hear the uh, Colorado Buffaloes conversation on there? <laughs> uh, let's let's recap. Back, welcome back into Odds On. Let's recap. Danielle Alvari doing a great job with the L, with the LA one. Um, recap our yesterday's results. Them all. It was a little bit of a tough day for you. Yeah. By the way, I have a question for you. I've never heard you say let's recap them when you put a bagel up. No, never. I always talk about it. Oh gosh, I, I would challenge that notion immediately. Now, Alex, you claim that nobody owns their losses on Visa more than you do, but you have, have more problem. opportunities than everybody else. Wow! <laughs> do you want to put my record up? Hey, put up the records right now, Jacob. Put up the records. <laughs> We're both marching towards five hundred. I'm ten games over five hundred. You're ten uh, games no. over five hundred with seven hundred picks. <laughs> Let's do the percentage on that one. Yeah, yesterday, 0-2 with the Chelsea game. You know, I knew I was in trouble in the Chelsea soccer game because you didn't have it. Yeah, but... It, when you didn't take the under, I knew I was in trouble. wasn't going to be there was going to be two PKs either. I, I mean, know. I got bad. beat on two yeah, penalty two kicks. I know. He, he sent me a text. He goes, but, two but, penalty kicks. But it was 4 nothing. I yeah, felt two bad because I said, but what if it's 4 nothing? Well, it's not that. It was two penalty kicks. You can't really account yeah. for that. That one was tough. Yeah. And then I thought uh, last night, Coastal had some opportunities to pull away in that game. They're up 14 nothing. And one of the best onside kicks yeah. I've ever seen executed by uh, Appalachian State. Just a beautiful play. And what the best part was, ESPN actually was capturing, capturing it, the kickoff, from the ground level. That, and, and it, it was, was just right perfect timing. Yeah, it was like they knew it was coming. And it was so well executed. And there was a nice job by App State on the two big touchdowns that they had there. But give them credit. Uh, ended up on the wrong side on those. Going back to college football today, Charlotte here catching seven at home against Florida Atlantic. I just don't see the justification for this team being a seven-point road favorite. Charlotte can be pedestrian at times on offense and defensively the same thing, but I think this is too big of a number to be laying on the road. I like Charlotte getting seven in this one. Okay, yesterday for me, I also had a soccer play under. Uh, that one's 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, Sevilla and Lille in France. Um, we win uh, the baseball over. I got lucky there. went over 9.5. But then I thought I had the right play, and I, w- I wish I would have bet more on it. Um, the Blues. Why were the Blues a dog last night? You can get the Knights at ni- plus 950 not to make the playoffs, and I think it's worth a bet. It's a fantastic bet. And the other, the other thing is, though, you referenced the Knights and Blues matchup. The numbers are so skewed here in Las Vegas on three teams. The Vegas Golden Knights, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and, and the L.A. Lakers. Somebody it, asked me that question. Which is it more skewed on, the Lakers or the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers, actually. I think so too, because remember the Dodgers are probably more dominant than the uh, the other two teams we and mentioned in their sport. There's a money line betting sport Absolutely. as opposed to a point sport. Yeah, because you can't betting. skew the points yes. that much in basketball. Absolutely, that's correct. Okay, today now this game went out on Bill Eighty's email. I sent it in early. The game went nine forty-five Pacific time. This is a Midget Land, uh, the Denmark team. They were home against the Zaveda Red Star team. Krenza Zaveda under two and a half. We laid the juice. It actually opened one twenty-five yesterday, up to one forty when I got it this morning. Three units, a confident play, 0-0 into the 60th minute, and I had to sweat the last eight minutes at 1-1, but we got there. I'm going to give you credit for the win. Now I'm going to pick on you. I got a question. Are we putting in plays in the playbook after the game's over? What are you talking about? I mean, this is sent in early. I can't do it. I mean, if I'm going to be limited to only nighttime games, I'll be only 650 plays. <laughs> and then I, 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 I have a bet in life, although not in the playbook on, on Braves plus 190. I'm still going to bet this. Normally I wouldn't because I'm already on that side for the yeah. Braves. I think this is the wrong number. You know, our baseball expert and a documented better, Greg Peterson, who, who hosts the Greg Peterson experience here on Friday and Saturday nights, 
said he made this line Dodgers minus 108 and I don't or excuse me Braves minus 108 I don't really disagree with him I think the the, the bullpen for the Dodgers has been overused misused I don't know where they're going to piece together he's going to have to have guys like trying and uh, go two innings today I think Freed's pitched well in the playoffs I favor the Braves plus 130 was too good to pass and I'm going to be like you I want all nine innings today uh, you know, look, I hear what you guys are saying, but you forget the Dodgers finished 18 and a half games ahead of the Atlanta Braves. You're taking a small sample size. That's terrible. That there could be a half game is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they didn't finish the 162. Uh, Braves played 161 this year. But the other thing is, remember, the first two games were one-run games where they were lost late in the game. It's not like outside of game number uh, four, the Braves have dominated the Dodgers in this series. I, I think you're selling L.A. short in the sense that they've had a tremendous season. Any other year, they finished the record the, the year with the best record in baseball. The Giants just had a tremendous season as well. I, I think you're discounting how good this team and how talented they still are. So you believe that any starter should be 140 over Freed today? Well, let me ask you this question. Don't They're you think... It's a yes or a no question. Yeah, Why don't you answer gonna... it first, and then you can ask me a question? Yes, because everyone's going to be on a short hook today. Everyone's going to have a short leash. It, it, you get into trouble, you walk a couple of guys, you're going to be gone. Season's on the line for the next... How come two- it wasn't yesterday? How come it, they just left him in there? You could see in the I second to, I, inning. I told you. He the had bullpen, nobody left. I told you. The, the phone, dugout phone, the phone wasn't working. All right, let's talk about something we haven't really talked about much this week. The NFL. Uh, let's take a look at games that could be teased. It's not really a big schedule this week, right? Because there's six teams on buys. But, by the way, can we just talk about the ridiculousness of how the NFL does the scheduling? There's six teams on a buy. There's two last week. Four double-digit favorites. <laughs> it's a tough week. Hey, before we get into it, have you decided where you're going with Survivor? You still have two entries left, correct? I have. Do you want to say where you're going with Survivor? Well, or do you I, want to wait till tomorrow? No, yeah, we can we can wait till tomorrow. Okay. It's just an interesting because you're not going to see one team have a thousand picks anymore. I think it'll be splintered out this week. Who do you who do you think will be the most chosen team this week? I have an answer. The Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I think the Patriots will be like, because I think they're the best play. Well, well hold, on a second, of, hold on Remember, a second. the Rams were the number one pick in week one. They were? The most chosen team in, pick, in week one. 900 and some picks, I believe it was. Who'd they open the season with? Somebody they beat. Oh, the Bears, the Bears. Yeah, yes, at yeah, home yeah. against the Bears on Sunday. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was looking at the, uh, the graphic in terms of team availability, the matrix there, and I was surprised it was nearly 50% gone on the Rams. I forgot yeah. about that. You're right. Week one. Tell you another team that's going to be popular. The Arizona the, Cardinals. How can it be? If more than 100 people put the Cardinals in, they're not following the rules of the contest. That you have to save them for Christmas. Why you can save them and then all of a sudden Kyler Murray's hurt. But you could argue that about everything. So you don't believe in that. I don't, maybe you, I do, you maybe don't think I don't. it's a misnamed contest. You believe you should just survive, not win. It depends on the situation. depends on your confidence level. Look, here's the bottom line. You're going to have about six games where you're going to have what you don't go in with overwhelming confidence. There's going to be very few Denver uh, Jets games, Buffalo uh, and Houston Texans games. This discussion came up on the Megapod earlier today. It was taped. It'll be released later. Uh, with Gil Alexander, this week's guest, James Salinas, and then uh, co-host, your good friend, Todd Vishnev. And the question was asked, how many people will be left in Survivor at the end of week 20? In other words, how it, At the end of the year, yeah. Yeah. What's your number? I would say probably about 35. I said 99 and a half. Because of the sheer number. Yeah. It could be zero, too, right? It could end before the season's over. It doesn't have to be. Well, last advice. week, and we had three teams that could have knocked it down to 200, potentially. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go back here. Uh, Bengals-Ravens, big matchup in the AFC North. This game sitting at 6.5 in favor of the home side with a total dropping here. It went from 47.5. It's down to 46 in some places, still 46.5 at DraftKings. Do you tease the Ravens down here to a half point? I think they win this football game. I actually, this is a game that I really strongly consider taking in Survivor. I think the Ravens are going to beat the brakes off of this team. Mm-hmm. Also, Mar- Lamar Jackson's been undefeated. I, I just think that when you look at it outside of Sam Hubbard, they don't have enough of a pass rush to complement him. I think they should be able to pick apart this defense. I know Joe Burrow and company have hit some big plays, but Mike, I don't like the way their offense operates outside of the big plays. They don't have the consistency, and that's a concern for me when you're going up against a team who is going to be consistent in terms of moving the football against your defense. Packers host the football team in Lambeau. This game was 9.5, down to 7.5 in some places, uh, 8 in others. Do you tease the Packers down under the field goal? Yeah, I think so. I think they dominate this Washington team. I think they actually cover this number. When you look at this Washington football team, they're in trouble real quickly, and there's rumor they're talking about getting Tua in a trade. I'm not exactly sure why you'd be interested in acquiring Tua, uh, but this team has gone south. You know, 
I completely missed the boat on this Washington football team. I picked them to win the division. I had a bet on them. Barring a miracle, it's not going to come to fruition. But more importantly, you look at this defense. <laughs> Non-existent. You got four first-round picks on that front line and high draft picks, including Chase Young, who's got one sack on the year. Uh, this team has just been absolutely just horrendous defensively. That's Patriots. You tease the Pats down from 7-1. to one. Or are these games you're just going to lay the points with these favorites? No, like, I, no, 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 I would. Look, here's the problem. It's a revenge game. Jets are coming off of a bye week. It makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, you pass on the game? Or you tease them up to 13, the Jets, on the Jets side of it? I can't do that either with Zach Wilson. It's hard to. The, but look, they got Crowder back in the mix. Receiving core has gotten better. Denzel Mims is back in, in there as well. Uh, I, I just don't want to touch this football game. I don't think the Patriots go to 0-5 at home. I would probably tease them, yes. Monday night, Saints at Seahawks, 4.5, total 42.5. Do you take the Hawks up to 10.5 at home? I do. Yeah, I, I just don't want the Saints laying that many points on the road. That's a big number. Uh, uh, you know, New Orleans, they played well, but there's still a lack of confidence and ability from Jameis to push the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a competitive game. By the way, is the Pittsburgh run defense that good, or has the Seahawks uh, rushing uh, game gotten that much better the way Alex Collins looked in the second half of the game? Well, they, they decided to run the ball in the second half where they did in the first half. Real quick, Bears have any chance to cover in 12 and a half in Tampa Bay? They do. They can be competitive. I don't think they do, though. Well, I think if they, they're in it at halftime, they, they stay within the number. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.